Uh, hi, I'm Hamish O'Carroll. I'm from SD. Okay, Hamish, do you come from SD? Did you grow up there? Yep, grew up there. Okay, uh, tell us what it was like growing up in SD. It was lovely. It's a small little village. We had a very small um, primary school. There was, I think, 60, you know, around the whole way up. So it was a nice little primary school. And then I went out to Tarbert Comprehensive for secondary and made a good few friends from the surrounding areas. And then I ended up in Cork in college. Okay, and how is Cork treating you? Very nicely. I love it up there. Very good. Now, Hamish, you are a 20-year-old man and you're very much in the musical society in life. Yeah, Tell us about your story. So I suppose, like many other people, I was thrown into music classes at a very young age. I was about five, I'd say. I started with the Tin Whistle, like many others, um, over in Barry Longford, Kyoltus, with Willie Larkin. And I gave a good few years at that. And then I kind of decided myself, I wanted to take it a bit further. So I was looking around. I really wanted the flute, but my instructor kind of told me, you're really young. Your fingers are really small. You will not manage a flute. So I said, okay. Um, I was no problem me like with that. I said I'd start anything anyway. So I picked the accordion, gave a few years at the accordion, decided don't really like it, tried the fiddle, didn't really like the fiddle. Now the fiddle was a real head What was it that you didn't like about the accordion after so many years? Uh, I Well, I'd say three years is what I gave to it, but I don't know. I just, I really wanted the flute. That was always the back of my head. So I don't know, they kind of weren't really living up to it. And then, yeah, I just decided accordion wasn't for me. Then I tried the fiddle. That absolutely wrecked my head. So <laughs> I threw that out the window fairly lively. Um, then... I got the flute lessons, started the flute. I was loving it and thought that was my instrument. I was like, perfect. And ended up then in first year when I moved secondary schools, I decided to move Kyoltis's to a bigger branch because I kind of wanted to take it a bit further. And that was where I met Katie McNamara over in Lazelton. And she had introduced me then to the harp. So that's where I picked that up and I decided then that was the instrument that was for me. So you wanted the flute for so many years and it's like when you finally get what you want yeah. and then you realise, actually, it's not really for me. Well, I still keep it on. I still do play my flute, but it wouldn't be You're the harp one. was my, my niche now. that I love it. What was it about the harp that got you? I think, honestly, just how it sounds so different to anything else. And then when I was kind of learning it, I didn't really like comprehend what it was to like play it. And then when you're learning it, you realise... You like have your melody, but then you can completely change it into your own with your left hand accompanying with chords and variations. So you could play these really old traditional tunes, keep the melody traditional and then really kind of modernise it with your left hand, which I loved. For anyone that doesn't know what a harp is, obviously, if you look at the back of any Euro coin, <laughs> you'll, you'll know what it looks like. But describe it and describe the, the size of it as well. So, yeah, they are definitely one of the bigger instruments you could pick. I mean, carrying around <laughs> is a task on its own. We have to limit the amount of people we can take in our cars. But the harp itself is, they usually are just wooden. You'll see some of them with metal accents and other kind of features on them. Um, mine is a traditional um, lever harp. I got it from Tim O'Carroll in Clarney. He handmade it for me. He let us do all the customization we wanted. Wow. How long did it take to handmake? Um, so 
we got, I think we placed the order around July-ish and then it was fully ready for December. Oh, wow. But while all that was happening, we had a harp on lease, mm-hmm. um, which he provided for us as well while we ordered it, which was very nice of him. Then we picked it up. It was, I got lovely additions to it. I actually ended up getting a 37 string, which is a bit unusual for traditional. It's usually 34. Mm-hmm. But I said I'd like to be a bit extra and I really liked the slow airs. So I wanted to have the extra bass notes to kind of explore more with the chords and progressions and all that kind of jazz. So, yeah, I picked my nice 37 string. Um, then we got electric as well. So when I go out playing in gigs and like churches and weddings and all that kind of crack, I've not messed around with microphones. I just plug in my harp and I'm good to go. That's amazing. How, like how new was that element? When you said that you had an electric harp on you, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, um, it's not like it, it's been a few years he's had them. Um, we got ours in 2019, I want to say, or could 2018, actually, I think we got it. So it was on. We didn't even know it was like a thing until Tim was like, oh, yeah, I can make this electric ladder that plug it in. I was like, perfect. But yeah, I'd say not too long. It's recent enough, but it was definitely there for a few years before we got ours. Okay. When you first started uh, playing the harp, what was the first tune you you played on it? Um, it's actually funny that you mentioned that now. That is the staple tune I give every single student that comes into me. Um, it's a little jingle, you'd almost call it. It's not really a tune um, called Chimes. And it's basically the one and only introduction you'll get to the harp. It is like everything all wrapped into one. You have your two like hands placed onto it and you get to use all your fingers. And like when you're starting, you're not really used to separating your fingers, but like you'll have your one, two, three, four. You don't use your pinky finger. So you'll get used to all that with chimes. It's like a very basic piece, almost like a scale, but it's just an easy one to grasp the feel of it. Is it rough on your fingers or is it yeah. you're, you're nodding? <laughs> yeah, it is rough on your fingers. I remember starting it and my the girl that lent us the harp had said, oh, there's a velvet glove in the bag. You can use that for the first few weeks. And I was thinking like, no, I'll be fine. I won't need no glove. I ended up with blisters on every single finger. It does take a toll. But like any other instrument, like it's just getting used to it and getting your fingers kind of, they harden up as you go along. And I didn't really get any blisters at all until you can probably see there now, the fla happened. Then I was given hell for leather before the fla and I got a good few at that, but... So they the haven't gotten it. used to it, it still happens no matter what. Oh, it still happens no matter what. It's usually if you play a good bit, like if you're practicing, I gave one day four hours at it practicing. Because oh I was kind of doing, I had I didn't go to teachers this year, so I was doing my own arrangements and I was really working on them because I wanted them to be up to standard. And yeah, I gave a good four hours at it one day and I destroyed my fingers. But anyway, it's the choice of it. Tell me, how was your, what was your family's reaction when you said, I am deciding to take up the harp? Um, the family actually loved it. My granddad was over every day he could to like request all these songs off me. Um, he was mad for Elvis Presley on it. He loved that. And then the, my immediate family, they kind of go cracked from it. They thought at the start, oh, this will be a lovely one in the house now. After like trying the fiddle accordion, they were like, this will be a nice one to listen to practicing now. But yeah, shortly after they kind of decided 
no, it's all music instruments. They drive us mad. But <laughs> yeah, they can't, they love it. They do love it. Mm-hmm. And you had an amazing support from them. Yeah, always, yeah. You have just come home from Mullingar as well over this month. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about that. You came home with a big smile on your face. Yeah, I did. Um, we went up to Mullingar. I had, I qualified in two competitions from the Monsters. And I had previously had success in Drogheda. I got third in the under 18 Harps Lawyers. So I was kind of like a bit more excited because I was kind of like, okay, I do have a little chance. But then I was also keeping in the back of my head, it was the senior competition. So I was going against people of all ages, all degrees in music and lessons and everything. Um, So I was a bit nervous about that, but I went in anyway, give it my fair shot. I started that morning at half eight practicing. Then it came, my competition was on at half ten. I went down, that was a slow airs, and I went in and the nerves completely got to me. Oh. So that competition did not go well for me at all. But then it was kind of a blessing in disguise that that didn't go well because I was kind of in a bad mood at myself after. Mm. And I decided I was first in the program for the harp competition and there was 15 in it. So I just said, look, I'm going to go in now play my tunes I wasn't even really thinking about it when I went up I wasn't like obviously playing well or bad I just went in played took no notice of it and came away and then four hours later I was 40 minutes outside Drogheda town in a little house and we had started walking back in we stopped off for lunch I was completely ignoring the fact that I had just played in the All-Irelands and the call came through and then the tears started Oh my God. It was lovely achievement. What was it like getting that call? Oh my God, madness. I remember I was walking down the side of the road with my two friends and I picked up the phone and my mom just said, you won the All-Irelands. And I was like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I kept making her say it because I actually couldn't believe it. Then the belief came in. I started crying. My friends started crying and we were like trying to rush into Mullingar but the crowd of people, the streets were packed. So we were like weaving our way through and by the time we got to the venue, it was actually, they were sweeping the floors, like literally <laughs> sweeping the floors. But I didn't care. I went in. My mom had the medal. God love her. She went up. She was very emotional. She had to pick up the medal off the judge. And yeah, she had all that waiting for me. And we gave a good scream and jump around on the side of the road. And we went off then to the flat office and got to pick up our lovely trophy. And Which then, is gorgeous, by the yeah, way. Yeah, lovely trophy. And that trophy itself now... Explain what's on that. It's it's amazing. It is a collection of the harp players going back to 1959. I think we dated it. And basically every harp player that's won the Senior All-Ireland. So it is like a cherished piece of like equipment, but I love it. And Hamish, you have made some history here in Kerry. Now you're still doing some research yeah, about it. Yeah, still doing a bit of research. But tell us about this history. Um, I definitely am the first male from County Kerry to bring home the senior harp. I know Deirdre Granville, who I had gone to lessons with in Dingle, she won the air competition for seniors back a good few years ago. Um, so I know that had gone home to Kerry, but the actual harp competition, I, we, do, we still think it hasn't come back, but we're not 100% sure. But definitely I am the first male anyway. Well, if anyone is listening to this and they know, they can text in as yeah. well. Um, we'll be delighted to know and it will help research as well. Yeah. Hamish, when you hear things like that where you realise that you are the first male here in Kerry to do that, like, has that sunk in? No, that definitely still hasn't sunk in with me. I remember I was, we were over in London one night 
and I decided I was going to compete in the FLA this year. And I said it to my friends. I was like, lads, I'm going to go in and make history, completely like joking around. And then it actually ended up happening and I won it and brought it home. Wow. So just a nice one. And your mom, as you say, she must be so proud. Oh, she was over the moon proud, yeah. Um, she was desperate, emotional on the day, as we all were. And then even leading up to it, we came home from Mullingar and she had a massive homecoming planned for me. There was bonfires, everyone, the whole SDGAA put together this um, like little homecoming event in the pitch. So I came in the door from Mullingar. I was absolutely wrecked because we had stayed up for the senior Katie band competition and came down and dad was like, hop in the shower, you have a big evening heavy. And I was like, what is even planned? And it was actually lovely. The whole community came out and we all celebrated. Then we went down to the local bar for a few tunes and a few pints to celebrate. What did that, what does that mean to you? Oh, it was amazing. It like the support from my local area. I have to say the SDGA really pulled out all the stops. It just made it all the more special because I was kind of like coming home with it. I was like, okay, I've done this now. Not a lot of people will appreciate the fact because the bu- Irish music has just kind of it's come down a small bit and definitely in SD there's only a small few playing. There's a good few young ones but not really the older generation. So I was kind of thinking in my head like the Kyotas would be delighted with me but I don't know what many people in the area know so it just really made it special that they all actually came out and turned up to this event. So it was really special. Funny you do say that. We had a conversation before we started recording that, you know, with events and everything that's happening in the world, do people care about the culture of events anymore or do they care about just going out for this? But you said, for example, you went to Milton Malbay and you said that was taken away by people of your own age, yeah. just playing music and being there for the sake of the culture. Yeah, of it. it was like, I kind of always think, but because we're out here, we're a bit more rural, we're like... People are a good bit further away. So you're like, like we have friends. I remember doing a trio this year with a girl and she lived outside Blennerville. So like we were traveling all over to meet the people our age, like playing. And then we decided we'd go up to Milltown. We camped in a little tent out the back of Tom Malone's pub for the week. We thought it would be a grand chill week. And we ended up like meeting so many friends, so many people the same age as us um, who were all there for the exact same thing, just to play music and enjoy it. And it was actually like, a completely different world altogether over there. It was lovely. Finally, Hamish, what would you like your future to be when it comes to music? I kind of always kept my music away from like my academics and my job and everything. I always wanted to keep it as a hobby. So I have no qualifications. I never did it for school. Not going to study it in college. Um, I haven't even done my SCT exams. But I want to definitely keep teaching it because it's like the most rewarding thing like whatever about my own achievements it's when I see my own students go in and like they had a good few we brought home the county titles two of my students and then Munsters was a bit of a different change that was a good few more in it that was there last year so they were very hard competitions but when I get to see them go up and they're playing these pieces that I played and then I get to put my own spin on them and they're just like it's amazing seeing them watching them do it and you're going to play us a tune with the harp. What tune is it? Um, I'm going to play Helvig Head, which is a bit of a longer tune. I might do half it, we'll see. Um, but it was the jig I played that day at Mullingar, and I love it. I originally got it in the key of G and decided to mess around with it on my own harp. So I brought it up to E and then 
I completely changed around the left hand to bring it up a bit more. I was like harmonising and stuff and threw in a nice few variations. So yeah, love it. Very good. Hamish, it was so lovely to hear your story and thank you so much for coming in as well and sharing No bother. Thank you very much for having me.